Five steps to embrace your fear of failure and boost your SEO career with Valentina Stragliotto. The InSearch SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb, helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights, and data. Hey, it's David. Is your fear of failure slowing down your SEO career progress? And if so, how do you get on top of it? That's what we're discussing today with a lady whose dream is to travel the world as a digital nomad. She recently spoke at Brighton SEO about the psychological hit of failure and is currently SEO executive at Anything Is Possible. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Valentina Stragliotto. Hello, hello David, and thank you very much for inviting me over to have a chat with you. Thank you so much for, for joining us today. I just want to share, obviously, you can find you over at AIP.media. And obviously, we're talking about failure today. So, um, and you, you're going to be sharing the five steps to embrace your fear of failure and boost your SEO career. So, but I just wanted to, to ask you initially, why should we really focus on failure? Failure, I think, is a feeling that most of us have. And especially SEO, being a hyper stressful career in itself and sector in itself is very likely for us to feel overwhelmed and in one between one update and the other to feel like we're failing or to feel like we're not doing the best we can and this especially for me has been a recurring feeling uh being anyway a young talent in the agency sometimes being a, also being a woman obviously in back and as well the fact that i am not that i'm a foreigner and I think all of us during our SEO career have been experiencing failure. And I saw if I've had this problem, it's nice to bring what has been working for me to other people. So that's, I think, why failure is important to consider and work with really, because it can be a very powerful tool for us uh, in general. Great. Okay. Well, I look forward to hearing what you're going to be sharing with us. I mean, certainly... It's an interesting career because there's no black and white, straight set of steps way to conduct SEO. Uh, SEO is all about testing and learning, isn't it? And t- testing and learning will result in failure at, at some point. And I guess it's how you take that failure and whether you, you, you build on it, you accept it, you think you've done something wrong. So it, it can be a, a very different career to most. So today, as we mentioned, you're sharing five steps to embrace your fear fear of failure and boost your SEO career. So that starts off with number one, stop. Yes. So I've taken this a lot from when I was super overwhelmed. I was basically uh, studying in a full-time degree and I was working full-time, trying to have a social life and trying to keep up to date with the mood swings of Google. And being overwhelmed uh, because a client performance wasn't going exactly as I wanted and my progression within my company wasn't going exactly as I wanted. And my brain kept on giving me signals that I was failing. Generally, failure causes us, uh, failure or performing below our um, expectation brings us to lose our, self, our sense of self-worth. And that's really something I've been experiencing. Failure creates frustration and frustration blurry our mind and that's really why we need to stop exactly like we do in meditation we need to stop and realize where we are and clarify our mind focus on our breathing and just make sure that that sort of blurriness that's a word 
Sure. Just clears out and leave the space for our brain to just think clearly because at the moment we are just not able to think clearly because we are so frustrated with ourselves and our self-esteem is so low that we just cannot understand where we are. So that's why stop and just clear your mind. And that's really stop step number one. Do you think it's because the traditional education system, schools and universities, doesn't really prepare you for life as an SEO? I think in general, while university now are developing towards the mental health sort of side of things, I think nobody really teaches you what frustration and failure do to you and to your brain. I think, yeah, obviously schools do not prepare you for that feeling as an SEO, but in general, I believe we are never, ever prepared enough to deal with the office life and the dynamic environment we find in marketing, in digital marketing generally. And obviously that really doesn't help because we have high expectations of ourselves and if we don't match them, we fail to consider ourselves worthy of what we're doing or good enough for what we're doing. When you say dynamic environments, uh, what do you mean by that? Because what it makes me think of is when I was at school and university, um, I felt that the right thing to do was to get a decent job and then stay in that job for a long time. And if you moved jobs a lot, then that dynamic movement was considered to be a failure. Do you think that still is the case and that um, if people move around too much in their careers, it's seen as failure as well? That is a very good question. I think that's really has been my mindset. Being as well Italian, coming from a small village in Italy, that's really has been my mindset that was given from my parents, obviously, since I was a kid. And generally, this is our culture or it used to be our culture. And now, fortunately, likely we are we are developing as well back home. My thought now after, um, I believe, almost two years in the industry, although it's not a lot, I'm still a young talent, is that moving around is definitely not a failure. I think, and I am moving around myself right now, I'm a little bit of a process in between anything is possible in a new agency I will be joining. I think that sometime after a while that you're in a company and you have been learning as much as you can and obviously giving 100% of what you can, Moving around is just beneficial to you to uh, learn from new people and to develop in other aspects that maybe staying in the same place you wouldn't be able to develop. So I think moving around is definitely not a failure. It's simply the will to develop yourself towards new goals and, and learn from new people and learn from other perspectives that maybe staying in the same place you wouldn't have otherwise. And your step number two is reflect. So what does that mean? So originally, these were the 10 steps from my Brighton SEO talks. So in between, there was also observe. So when we stop and we clarify, we, we clear out our mind and we focus on our breathing, we observe ourselves as an outsider. So we basically just see the issue as an outsider or the challenge actually as an outsider. Therefore, we're not currently compromised by our view of ourselves and maybe our lack of self-esteem that we currently have. When we reflect, this is about gaining back that self-esteem that we lost 
So when I say reflect, I mean, take out for one second, just forget about your failure or what you think you failed for and try to think about what you've been doing in the past and your past successes and what have you been succeeding on in the past? What are your skills? What are you proud of that you've been doing? And when I say reflect, I literally mean write down a list of reasons why you're proud of yourself of things that you've been succeeding on and try to not forget about them. Because obviously, as I mentioned before, we lost our sense of self-worth and we need to gain it back and to play that together with the challenge because maybe there is some context which we don't know. And that's really also the next step, which is basically writing down everything that has been happening within your challenge. So if you have a challenge with a client, every single element that has been happening with this client is important, right? Like every single thing that you have been suggesting their own context internally as a client, as a, as a business, what happened with them? Have they followed everything that you've been saying? Even the elements that you saw, they're not important. Those as well should be written right next to your success list. And them too should be seen as a together picture. And that brings us to the next step. Is that number three, analyze the data? Yes, exactly. Once we have the two lists, uh, we want to analyze them together. So obviously we all look at the numbers, we all look at the context, but when we look at them, forgetting who we are and blurred out and, and sort of we are compromised by our frustration. So maybe we don't think that any of these elements may have actually impacted on the performance uh, of the client in this sense, but it could be any other challenge really. But maybe when then we realize that we are good enough that before we have succeeded in something else or in another, for instance, client performance or something else in the past, maybe we remember that that single small detail could have made a difference because really it's not just, just that you are not good enough. Maybe simply the client didn't do exactly what you said or maybe uh, the client uh, had an internal situation where they couldn't really understand uh, what you what you were proposing to them or maybe there is a little detail that you missed out and you haven't considered maybe there was some improvement but it wasn't big enough for you to consider as a win there are so many elements that we need to consider and that's when we need to analyze the data all together as a whole picture Mm, number four see the bigger picture exactly Uh, but in here i am talking about so we have been seeing the context right now and we saw our own, so our successes and the context together. But then maybe we didn't find a solution because obviously we may find a solution like this uh, or we may not. And we may be still struggling or maybe we found something which we think that can be the solution. But obviously self-worth doesn't come back like this, right? I didn't know if I could actually click my fingers in a podcast. So sorry if this is. Well, I think the noise is fairly recognisable. But it doesn't really come back in, in a moment. So at this point where we found some ideas of what the, uh, the challenge could have been caused from, uh, caused by, we then should talk to people. So one thing I think is that there is this idea that we cannot talk to people that are for instance, in a higher position than us, uh, for instance, our managers about problem that we have, because especially as young talent, we are scared that then we're not going to be given a promotion because they don't think that we are good enough. Maybe 
they don't want us to then develop on another side because they think, oh, but why are they asking these? It's so obvious. Or we are scared to ask these questions or these opinions, right? But the reality is that asking to them just shows that we are interested, that we're trying to see the bigger picture. And that's really what they're looking for in the new talents and in talents in general, or even in anyone really. So asking people, even of our same level, or maybe even someone that started after us, it's always positive because each of us have different experiences. So someone in a higher, lower or same position may have had a similar experience that you had and have gone through that in another way, which you haven't. So they may give you a suggestion, which, which you couldn't think about. So when I say see the bigger picture, I mean, talk to people around you because every single one of us have a different baggage within us, which can be useful to our challenge. Mm. Yeah. Don't think it's just you that's gone through the situation and, the reality is, is that everyone else probably in your agency faced the same challenges in the past. Exactly. Taking us up to point number five, reassess. Yeah. So I think this is uh, one of the most challenging points, in my opinion, because back when I personally went through this, when I sat down the first time and realized that I was stuck in a circle and I call it a frustration circle. So it basically a frustration spiral, sorry. So it's a spiral, right? So once we fail, uh, we lose our sense of self-worth and then our performance goes down because obviously we don't think that we're good enough. And then we fail again and then it keeps going on in a spiral. And once we sit down and we actually realize that we are in that spiral, we manage to get out of it and maybe actually find a solution. And if we find a solution, then things are just going to go better, right? But then it may be that after all of this, you didn't find a solution. So you are in risk to just fall back in that spiral straight away because you feel that you fail and you're not good enough again. So really this point, this reassessing point is just sitting down again and remembering that you should analyze the context again altogether and you shouldn't forget about any of the detail that you instead uh, considered before because you are good enough. But obviously this industry requires, as you said, David, it requires a lot of test and learn. So you test, you fail, you test, you win. And sometimes when you fail, you just need to accept that you fail and you need to try again and test something different. And that's when the reassessing point is very important. Do not fall back in that failure spiral. Remember what failure, the frustration coming from failure feels like and let it light up in your brain and remind you, hello, this is not what I am. I am actually good enough so I can do this. And yeah, it's it's fundamental in my opinion. So what does the t-shirt need to say? Failure is normal? Failure is normal. Failure is actually the key to success because we learn by failing and we learn from our failures. So there is not growth without it. Yeah. Failure is the key to success. I think I prefer that one. Exactly. Let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? I think I need to agree with someone that has said it before. And I think schema uh, is probably one of my favorites here. It's quite simple to implement and is literally a language in itself to communicate to the search engine 
effectively in their own language rather than in our language. You, we are in a very small amount of time we're telling search engine, this is what I'm providing you in your language, please consider it. And I think this can bring incredible results. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Valentina Straliotto over at AIP.media. Valentina, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you very much, David. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Similar Web platform over at SimilarWeb.com.